Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. This is Dale Jr. and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Outside, door, bumper, clear the 18. Best car I had here in a long time. You're going to do it. You're going to win it. Right with you. You're clear. Check the flag. You win. Oh, yeah! Woo! Hey everybody, it's TJ Majors, spotter of the 22 Cup car and the 25 truck. That's all you did all weekend? <laughs> That's all I did. I didn't even do the truck this weekend. Oh, so, man. Um, yeah. How about you? Well, spotter for Clint Boyer, Elliot Sadler. Myatt Snyder's coming back from an overseas trip. He went to see his sister. How sweet of him to go overseas that for a month so to see nice. his sister. Thanks to One Man Financial for bringing this podcast to you guys. We have our lovely, lovely engaged, soon-to-be-married co-host. Not that soon. We still got like a year. Hey, guys, this is Casey. <laughs> a year? So, Almost less yeah. than a year. We picked a so date So what are you yet? saying? Uh, yes, January 26th. If you go on a so bachelorette party uh, and you wear anything that remotely resembles a penis, I hope he doesn't marry you. <laughs> I hate to see bachelorette parties where these girls are drinking out of these things Things? are there are there wearing these things like it's so nasty it sounds super classy oh boy maybe just for you i'll wear one every day i mean i get the have fun and all that stuff but you people that are doing this are you lost your (laughs) minds when you when you say it's like but it's not that close i mean i mean so you're saying there's a chance (laughs) yeah she's leaving the door open for somebody That, that, that was a we put yeah. the deposit down. We spent a ton of money. There is no turning back now. I even got a dress. So I really want to wear the dress. So that, that, we will definitely be getting you. married. I can't hear you. Can you hear us? Yeah, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, we were <laughs> like, we just tested it. Whatever. Oh. Either way, um, <laughs> to your point, no, my mom and my mother, future mother-in-law will be attending. So it will be all class. The bachelorette party? Yeah. They are. That's so lame. Chad is bringing my dad out there. That's a worse idea him, than wearing the penis on your head. <laughs> that just, is just wearing well, the penis not, and leaving no, them they're, home. They're only going to go for like the daytime portion each day. And then at night, they'll probably do their own thing. Um, and then obviously, that's when we'll go out. I bet, yeah. I bet TJ, I bet these two moms are going to be way wilder than these young girls. Oh, that's that's stop. the. I just had that thought in my head. Like, stop. what if the moms? What if the moms get crazy? You know, what if you're out at night and you guys are raging and then you bump into them? (laughs) Honestly, I wouldn't doubt it as I'm thinking about it. This is maybe not a good idea. Maybe I should just not have them come. I think it's great. But it was, I felt, I felt so bad because Chad is bringing my dad and then. To his bachelor party? Yes. They're going to Cancun. I'm a little scared about that one. Have you seen the articles? Yes. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. I feel please. like we need to send Jason with a camera. <laughs> yeah, I'll go. To which one? He can drink in Cancun. He's under age. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I Both. um yes. To your point, Brett, we have seen a lot of articles. So everybody, please tell Chad he should not go to Cancun. They're just they're they're giving you bootlegged alcohol that puts you in the hospital, and then they want fifty grand to fix you. That's that's not where I want to go. You know. Yeah. No, thank you. Now I'm out. Why why are yeah. you telling me this? I, I don't want them to go. I actually want to marry Chad, so I'd like him to come there's back. There's so many fun places that you can go that you don't have to worry about that. Well, yeah. and I Okay, said, guys. 
So if something happens to Chad, the one thing I said, I sent him the article and he's like, Casey, like I have a race before and after I have to make sure I come back for that. And I was like, that is your reasoning. Thanks. So, uh, yeah, this should be fun. More details to come, but apparently yeah. Natalie and Brett are uh, scheming on some bachelorette party deal for I'll me. I, I'm looking forward to this. This should be entertaining. <laughs> me too. It should be fun. I'm a little scared, but, right. you know. So TJ and I have been spotting a long time. I've been doing this 20 years. TJ's been doing it, what, 12? TJ, how long? Uh, since 05. All right. So, so 13 years. Have you ever mm-hmm. in your life stared at a racetrack with 30 mile an hour winds hitting you in the face oh. and little bitty sleep pellets? No, that was uh, that was a first. I was actually a little worried um, about being able to spot when that was happening because our cars were on the track and this stuff is just hitting you in the eyeball. And there's like, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to do this. So I went back and got my sunglasses and uh, I started putting them on. Um, it was, um, I've never, I've never spotted a race with like, you know, freezing rain, sleet at the same time. It felt like you were getting shot in the face with BBs. Jeez. And I did the same yeah. thing. I put sunglasses on and then it's really dark. And then the sleet hits your sunglasses. Yeah. It kind of it melts. It melts. And now you can't see all your sunglasses. Mm-hmm. But if you take your sunglasses off, your eyes start watering. It feels like you're riding a motorcycle going 50 miles an hour. Yeah. You know? Like it, it was a weird feeling. I was sitting up there going, man, I froze at Texas and I thought that was the worst day ever. And now <laughs> this is topping it. Jinx it. Yeah. I, I was colder at Texas um, because we were up there all day from, you know, early in the morning until dinner time. But um, I was more prepared here, but I, the elements were definitely more challenging for sure. Was it windier in Texas still than Bristol or was it kind of? It was a little um, more windy in Texas, but we didn't have it right at our face. We had it coming out of turn four, and yeah. we didn't have sleep pellets literally under fire. I thought I was in Iraq. <laughs> it was it was pretty bad. Like that, that's probably the toughest. Um, that's probably the toughest elements that I've ever spotted in, as far as like trying to watch my car go around the track at the same time. Tell us about the elements that got you called to the truck at the K and N race. I heard you got in a little bit of trouble. Oh, I didn't get in any trouble. We just got called down there. Mike, the guy was spot for in the cannon race. The, there was a slower car in the bottom. We kind of got caught up behind him, and two or three of us got stacked up behind him. And everybody's kind of bumping each other a little bit. And when we went to go out around the outside of him, we were a little too close to him. We kind of hooked him, and uh, it turned him to the inside wall. And you kind of hooked him. You just kind of hooked him. You didn't really. We hook tapped him. him. We tapped him and, and <laughs> wrecked him. But they, you know, they try to teach the kids at an early level at that age. You know, look, okay, there's. It, sometimes you just got to get off the gas pedal a little bit more than what you want to at times to save someone else's race car. Um, why did you get I, called? To, why did you get called to the truck? I, I really don't have any idea because I, you know I, you know I told him where the slow car was. I told him I cleared him high when the car passes on the outside, and um, here I go to the holler. So what do they say so, to you personally? Just asked me what I saw, and I told him what I saw. I said you got three cars all stacked up on the bottom. Uh, with the slower one up front, I know you know I know what's going to happen. <laughs> the guy in the front's going to get the bad end of that deal, um, you know. And <clears throat> part of you know, there's it was um that did you spot that race? No, nah. it was a little difficult race uh, because some of them guys they wouldn't stay in the same lane. Um, you know, they would, and it's tough to pass cars. It's tough to go around slower cars when they don't hold their lane. Um, you know, as well as I do, it's, it's easier. It's so much, so, so easy to pass a lap car when they know, when you know where they're going to be, when they're unpredictable, it makes it really, really hard. So, you know, I didn't, <clears throat> they, you know, it, it's just tough to get around sometimes. And, you know, we had no intentions of, of, um, you know, hooking a lap car like that or anything, but when you got two or three of them lined up, someone, you know, someone's getting turned. You got called to the principal's point. office. I just wanted to hear what happened. Cause <laughs> I've never been called, yeah. and I know that's shocking to everybody. Never? I got called one time, but it was because I was on the Michigan infield after midnight on a golf cart, and you weren't supposed to be out there on a golf cart. And they called me the truck, and Elliot said, let me go handle this. I don't want you talking to these guys. <laughs> so Elliot went and talked to, I think it was Gary Nelson at the time, and was like, hey, look, this is what was going on. We had some buddies. Brett was running them back, and he was trying to get back in the credential lot. They wouldn't let him in. They called security. Security got mad at him. He got mad at them, and long story short, I didn't ever actually go to the hauler. Lesson learned. Yeah, not really. But 
Do it again. God forbid somebody be on a golf cart. You know. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of that rule. Interesting. At Michigan, it's, it's the rule. At dark, from dark on, you're not allowed to be on the infield on a golf cart. Is that the only mm. track? And I think it's because there's so many fans on bicycles, which mm-hmm. I can get. And they don't need to let fans be out there on golf carts. But they're so stupid because if they would let golf carts out there, you know, guys, drivers, you know, are going to crew guys. Go. They're going to go out yeah. there. And the fans eat that stuff up. But then they hire this $8 an hour rental security guy and tell him, no golf carts allowed. And he's got no common sense to realize, uh. oh, my God, that's Jeff Gordon. I should probably let this guy out here. <laughs> Can't come out here, Jeff. There's no golf carts. I'm making eight bucks an hour. <laughs> like, that's what we deal with at the racetrack. Well, Complete that morons. super fun. And I know I probably shouldn't say that. Some 99% of them are smart guys. But for whatever reason, I tend to encounter the 1% a lot i'm not Why was your cup race my cup race <clears throat> yeah dude i was just trying to get through it i was freezing me and you raced a lot yesterday uh yeah we were on each other quite a bit it's, it's just a kind of depending on what lane you got in i never got um, literally all day yesterday i didn't get the top one time yeah the bottom is not where you want to be i kind of i kind of hosed us in the end we were going to come off pit road six but i lost track of the 42 car because he was he pitted there were so many cars between us or between 42 yeah and the second the place car there was such a gap there that i looked over there and i didn't see him and i was counting cars and i counted us uh you know i thought we needed to go back one spot so we let the 80 i told joey to let the 88 go i saw um, you do that you went from six to seventh and i thought you saw something or knew somebody got a penalty and i was like wonder why tj's did that and then so obviously you just kind of screwed it up which is easy to do yeah, and it's when you're towards the front of pit road like that. When you're towards the turn one side of pit road, you have less time to figure that out as well. So, but I lost track of the 42 car because he was so far up there, you know. And um, we eventually finished ninth. But you know, we had we had probably a fourth to sixth place car. If we could have gotten mine there, we probably could we could have made it interesting a little bit. But we didn't we didn't you know we were right there behind the leaders again. Um, you know, a good car. Um, you know, I think uh, I think we're right there. I think just a little bit more, and we'll have be able to have a few wins this year. It's really easy to go from eighth to fourth on a restart at Bristol, or sixth to third on a restart. But we restarted seventh one time, went all the way back to fifteenth. Like that bottom lane, man. If you get the wrong person in the bottom, it just it, it's a bad lane anyway. And if you get the wrong guy up there, it just completely kills your momentum, and you're you're, you're trapped. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's just tough, and. um but yeah, we we probably could have finished anywhere from you know get a good restart, maybe third. But uh, you know we ended up being on the inside lane and caught a little bit, so ended up ninth. But still a solid run all day. Um, you know we'll keep digging. Go to Richmond. Yeah. All right. Let's kick this thing off. I know we all got stuff going on later. Casey's uh, she she now dictates when this show mm-hmm. starts. Oh please. And she dictates yeah. when this show ends. Well, next time make sure you get the race in on Sunday. We'll be and, perfectly and so fine. So we've got to start this thing off in order to, to meet <laughs> yeah. Casey's. I got to babysit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. TJ's not here today. He's babysitting. He is babysitting. He's got an event. I'm babysitting. <laughs> all right. I got an event. Spot on, spot off. Lapped cars caused crashes involving leaders in both of the races. So it's a product of short track racing, you know, and, and unfortunately guys like Blaney just get caught up in other people's mistakes. Uh, Trevor didn't have his normal spotter. Trevor came off a two. Busher had a huge run on the outside. They managed to connect. Busher could have let him up. He didn't. Trevor should have known he was out there. He didn't. They made contact. A straightaway later, they wreck. Here comes Blaney running wide open, drives right into it. You know, I think that's one of the things that, that makes short track racing so exciting is at no point is your win locked in. You never know what may or may not happen catching these lap cars. It's a spotter's job to communicate as much as we can, to be quite honest with you. In Blaney's situation, I don't know that his guy could have done a whole lot. Yeah, it, that's just short tracks. And, you know, it's, it's short tracking, but it's also a product of Bristol. Bristol is so fast that when a wreck happens in in turn four and you're coming on the backstretch, you're going to be there, and you have to you really have to know like you kind of, it's part luck too, because some of the times these wrecks happen in front of you and the drivers just make a, a, a you know a instant instinct decision, and that's that's your way through the wreck. You know if you're coming in there just a little bit later, you can kind of guide your driver through it and tell when the cars are going to slide down and go to you know go high because Bristol is definitely self cleaning. Um, so, but it, it's just part of Bristol and, and a regular short track, you know, I don't know if you would have had that cause they're going to slide to the wall and, and stay there more. Um, <clears throat> you know, once you, and you don't really have a high groove at, at any, at other tracks either. Like if you were, 
you know, at, uh, if that wreck were to happen in Martinsville, you know, Blaney would have went to the bottom probably and probably not have been caught up in it, you know, it, but he was committed to the high side right there. I think him and the two were racing at the time and he kind of kind of forced his hand to try to make his way through on the high side. It didn't work out. I think the hard part for people to understand for us is when we go to a big track, we're looking at 40 second lap times. When we go to Bristol, it's 15 seconds a lap. So at any given point, you're 14 seconds away from that wreck. And so when you have a wreck happen, even though it's a half track in front of you, if a guy in front of you checks up because his spotter tells him too quickly or the spotter didn't inform his other guy quick enough, it causes a whole nother wreck. So there's constantly beating and banging going on when these cautions are coming out just because they're going so fast and we get around there in 14 seconds. It's crazy. All right, 200 cars in top five for the first time since Dover last fall. Spot on, spot off. Um, you know, it, it, um, you know, it's good to see them get some solid runs, but they, you know, I still feel like I feel like the only really, really competitive car was the 48 there still. But you know, Alex put together a good run. Um, so you know, spot on for him to survival and taking advantage of that last restart and, and getting in that top five. Yeah, I, spot on here too. You know, I saw Jimmy's guys at Hooters on the rain delay. On uh, <laughs> of course you did. Well, I had to go eat chicken, and I had to have a beer. So Hooters That's was the, the best option. So I went there Sunday night and uh, saw those guys. Talked to some of them. They were real happy about their car and how fast they were. I agree to TJ's point. You know, we never really saw how fast the nine was going to be or not be because he got in such early trouble. Jimmy was fast. Alex ran in the top ten all day. But I look at William Byron, and he's still not in the top 15, top 18 consistently. And I know, after watching this kid grow throughout his career, he's a better driver than he has a car right now. And I didn't think we'd yeah. say that when we mm-hmm. look at a rookie getting into Hendrick. I thought we'd say this car's better than this guy. I honestly can say William Byron is better than his car. And I don't know how long you can be patient with that team and with the crew chief and, and with that whole situation because I know – William Byron is a top 15 race car driver, even though he's a rookie. And he's certainly in equipment that should be running top 15. But he had his hands full yesterday. I watched him time after time make save after save. And you can't run top 10 when you're turning the wheel to the right. It's just it's not going to happen. So I'm I'm curious to see at what point they reevaluate how that team is doing in relation to how the other teams are doing. Yeah, and I think think William is going to have a good second half of the year. No cup drivers in the Xfinity race at Bristol. Well, you know, this is weird. We we certainly have races where there's no cup drivers in them. Or we'll have a race where one guy will fly in at a non-companion weekend. But this is a big race and a great market. And it's a companion race where we typically see cup guys in this race. But the new rules say no cup guys in the race. And to be quite honest with you, from a competition standpoint, we didn't miss it. You know, I'll be curious to see what the ratings did when we get those numbers, and I'll be curious to see what our social and digital numbers are like. But and if and to be honest with you, if they don't trend down a lot, we need to keep this thing going because the racing was great. It gives a bunch of young kids an opportunity to get their face out there. It gives the veterans an opportunity to go out and race these young kids without having to worry about these cup guys. What people don't realize is these cup guys go out and get in this cup car first on Friday, and then they get in the Xfinity car, and the Xfinity car goes slower. Well, that makes it f- everything else be, be even slower. So for Kyle Busch to go run, you know, 190 miles an hour around Michigan and then come get an Xfinity car that runs 170, it's slowing everything down for him. So it's going to make him better in that Xfinity car than it, than, than it will people that didn't have that opportunity to go get in the, that fast cup car. So I like the way this is headed. I think it gives sponsors an opportunity to come in and build their brands around the guys that are based here and not guys that are coming in and out. So I, I honestly say – Hats off to NASCAR, spot on. I didn't miss seeing a cup driver in that race at all. And, no. to be, and to be quite honest with you, I thought I might. I thought they recognized some people that don't normally get some coverage and some credit when there are cup drivers, which is cool. Yeah, there are guys like Ross yeah. Chastain that are running in the top 10 and, and, and more guys along his likings that, again, I didn't miss them. Yeah, I, I think we're on the right path here. I do like races, you know, I do like races where the cup guys are there. Um but, you know, it's nice to have a break once in a while at a place like Bristol for a big race for them guys. You know, you put more on the line, which ramps up the competition a little bit, too. You know, those guys know there's a there's an extra bonus at the end for a few of them if they win. So I watched Daniel Hemrick drive a little more aggressively than I think he normally would have um, trying to get there to get to that that hundred grand. Um, but I think we're on the right path here. And I thought the race was great. Absolutely. 
Monster News for one year and NASCAR. You might... skipped one. Oh, sorry, sorry. Hey, you're the Jeez. moderator of this show. I missed it. Sorry. Hemrick now eligible for Richmond Dash for Cash after NASCAR misinterprets the rule. TJ, if they don't know their own rules, how the hell are we supposed to uh, keep up with them? Uh, you know, I, I'm. I don't know all the details about it. Let me give um, you the details. They said he was illegal. And then they came back and said, hey, we misinterpreted the rule. He's not illegal. Well, so did he get any sort of penalty at all? No. No. He was kicked so out. No- he was publicly kicked out of Dash for Cash. The Jones kid was put in it. They came back the next day and said, hey, okay, we screwed up. One rear tire camber can be messed up. Two can't be. It's Xfinity Series. And we, we messed up, so now Hemrick is back in. And Jones, we're sorry we got you all excited. Uh, but I you're out. I felt so bad for him. Yeah, I mean – I don't I don't mind making it right if they did mess up because there's a lot on the line and if he really did earn his way in legit then he's supposed to be in I don't mind them making it right but um you know obviously if if they messed up you know I don't I don't mind I don't mind writing a situation like that but if you go back and say okay well it's not as severe as a penalty but it's still a penalty I don't <clears throat> I, I don't agree with that very much but um, making something right when a guy was legal and it's the right move, that's like instant replay for football to me. Okay, was it a catch or not a catch? If this you go had... back and look at it and make the right move, I mean, I'm for if they write it. I mean, it kind of stinks that one guy thought he was in, um, but realistically he shouldn't have been in the first place, so I'm okay with it. Spot off for them making it right. Spot off for them not knowing the rules. And here's the thing. Yeah, they're, exactly. really, they're really, really lucky this is on the Xfinity stage because if this were at the Cup Series level, this would be blown out of proportion on every social media outlet, every newspaper outlet, every yeah. TV show, because it's a bigger stage. So this certainly is, is a big stage with big implications. Guys are racing for $100,000. They said, Hemrick, hey, man. And I think Daniel Hemrick is the most underrated driver in the Xfinity Series. This kid can drive a race car. He's also a little older than what, you know, a lot of guys are. He and Ryan Priest are probably close to the same age versus looking at some of these younger guys like Christopher Bell and Brandon Jones and some of those guys. But you got to make this right. I think TJ's definitely got his arms around this thing for once and uh, and, and they did the right thing. But you got to know your yeah. own rules. Yeah, uh, you know, they, this could have got swept under the rug pretty easily um and been a <clears throat> we probably wouldn't have heard much about it you know we would have heard dana hemrick was illegal and that's all we would have heard and that that was it but you know i i give him props for actually coming out saying hey we messed up this guy's in he should be in um he, he earned it and that's right i guess where i had a really weird feeling in the xfinity race i don't know if anybody else really paid attention to this but <clears throat> jones had to lead priest is running second they open pit road jones elects for two tires pre-selects for four tires i'm watching the front row and i'm like well the top should have an advantage on the start and then i'm going man this is kind of weird because this brandon jones kid has got the lead and his dad's pulling for him but then the guy underneath him is wearing the ream colors and his dad brandon jones's dad is like some big high executive at ream oh really and you're like i wonder who his dad's pulling for and then when you see ryan priest get the lead his dad's company ultimately is passing his son I'm like, I wonder if you're happy or sad right here. Ooh, I didn't yeah, know that. Maybe. I'm sure there's some mixed. I'm sure, sure there's good. You know, you're happy and sad at the same time there. But you know, I, 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 Brandon Jones has has made a lot of mistakes, but he ran a great race. And uh, you know, I got to give him credit. He he drove a great race, and they had you know they made a wrong pit call at the end, and it cost him. But you know, credit to him for running a really good race. He wrecks too much, and when he stops wrecking too much, he'll have an opportunity to keep having great races. And this was <clears> one of those weeks where. He didn't wreck, but he also wasn't driving over his head trying to run up with a bunch of cup guys either. You know, I think that does help. And we know they got fast cars, you know, and Ryan Priest went out and won 100 grand, which we said on last week's show he shouldn't have even been eligible for. But it doesn't matter. Those rules are out of our hands. Got 100 grand, props to him, and he still owes me something, so maybe he'll buy me a keg or <laughs> a case of beer or something out of this Good deal. luck. <laughs> All right, Monster News for one year, and NASCAR might not sell entitlement sponsor beyond 2019. Spot on, spot off. TJ, what do you got? Well, I've thought about this a little bit, and, uh, you know, I'm spot on for Monster seeing more. You know, they must like what they see. Um, but there's, you know, I've seen I've seen some series or some, you know, professional sports leagues not sell a title sponsor. Um, you know, and I know we've always we've seemed to always have one, but there's there's a that, you know, they don't sell a title sponsor. But then they have a lot of associate sponsor type things. Um, and I, I, there's a lot of popular um, – I think soccer does it, don't they? 
Yeah. I think, too, I think it's like Supercross, where they don't say, like, Feld technically owns it all, so, but they don't say, like, Feld, Monster, and Supercross, where NASCAR, it sounds like they're trying to go towards the, A, supporting track sponsors, which they obviously are right on for there, but then I think they're just trying to, it's very sponsor-heavy, and maybe focus more on giving them more exposure. I've never understood, you know, so I, I look at this as Monster Renews for one year, and I say spot on. That's mm -hmm. amazing. They're a great brand. They're super fun. Uh, got a lot of things going on with a lot of extreme athletes, and I definitely think our guys are extreme. I mean, they run 200-plus miles an hour. It's crazy, right? Then you say they might not sell the entitlement sponsor. Where that where that scares me as a marketing guy is this. Winston came in, spent a lot of money, spent a long time, and, and all the money that they spent here, they helped NASCAR build the brand of the Cup Series. Sprint came in, same thing, spent $70 million there last year, all in, right, to build and, and take NASCAR's Premier Series to the marketplace, right? I see Monster not doing a lot of that. I see Monster doing a lot for their own brand and not necessarily leveraging a lot of TV ads and a lot of at-track activation and a lot of things that some of the other sponsors have done. So if I say NASCAR is not going to sell this anymore, I say, well, they're A, they're not going to sell it because they're not getting the money they think they should get. But from a marketing standpoint, they're going to miss that sponsor taking it to the fans and connecting on the retail levels because all of the, the sponsors that we've had are all retail level sponsors. I think we'd miss that, you know. I, however, I said this years ago when this thing went up for sale, this should be the Bill France Cup. And it should be the Monster Energy Series, just like it's the Xfinity Series. You give the media an opportunity to to call it the Cup Series because you name it the NASCAR Monster Energy Cup Series. That is a mouthful. Make it be the Monster Energy Series, the Bill France Cup presented by Monster. NASCAR is a big enough brand that they don't need to put their own name in it. And if they're going to do this, what are they going to call it now? The NASCAR Cup. Because what we all call it now is the Cup Series, to avoid saying the other seven words before we get to the word Cup, right? So I don't know. I think it's tricky. They got a lot of smart marketing and salespeople. I would really miss, though, seeing sponsors, entitlement sponsors, have the opportunity to take our sport to the marketplace because I think that's key to success. I think it's interesting, though, with, like, the tracks, they sell the race entitlement. So now I wonder if they'll shift focus to focusing on the track sponsorships and, and give them more exposure. I don't know. I, mean, I think everybody cool. tries to play happy. You know, yeah. like when you go out and you sponsor uh, the one main financial 200 at Dover, mm -hmm. if you don't go in and buy airtime on Fox, Fox doesn't have to call it the one main financial 200. They will call it the Dover Downs 200 or whatever they want to call it. Somebody else could actually go in there and buy the, those rights from Fox. So it's it's a lot of tricky ground when you start talking about it. But I think in general, our sponsors understand, you know, the environment that we're operating in. And you try to keep a good relationship with your driver, with your team, with the track, with the network, obviously with NASCAR. And, and But it's a lot to manage, you know. I mean, you're, you, you live this every day. But I still think calling it what it is, you, you have to call the Xfinity Series the Xfinity Series. There's no other name for it. So I think, you know, if I'm spending even more money and at a higher level, that's what I want my series to be called is my, my brand, right? Should be interesting. All right, Ford to bring Mustang the Cup in 2019. Spot on, spot off. Um, you know, I'm, I'm spot on. I, we, we figured a new car was coming. Um, I'm excited for it. It should be an opportunity to to get the bodies a little bit better. Um, and, and, you know, I think they're bringing it to a, more than one series as well. I think they're bringing it to the V8 series, I think I read. Um, so I'm excited. It should be interesting. I, I'm big time spot on. You know, I grew up in Pageland, South Carolina, and you had Chevrolet Camaros, and you had Ford Mustangs, and you went out there and you drag raced them down back roads. And I know that's highly illegal, but we did it anyway. <laughs> uh, we had a little place called Brown Creek that we went out there, and we ran a quarter mile from the bridge to the curve. And this, to me, just, man, I remember when the 5.0 came out, that Mustang, and it was like a 225-horsepower, you know, small sports car, and that thing would absolutely fly. This would have been, you know, early 90s or whatever it was, and then they kept upgrading it, kept upgrading it. So when you say race car, you don't think Ford Taurus. You don't think Toyota Camry. Chevrolet Camaro, I think, I think man, that could be a cool last race car. So for Ford to come in and say, we're going to do the Mustang, 
it's like, oh, wow, now we got two sports cars. Now we got two race cars. And now it's all like Toyota from a branding perspective to go, what are y'all going to do? Have that four-door family sedan out there racing? Like, I think manufacturers are stepping up here, and I think it's fun. And I think TJ's got a point that we're going to get a new nose, which we think we need, obviously. We knew this was coming. The Ford Camp did. And and when you look at just the way the, the manufacturers have to have a big presence for NASCAR to succeed. So I'm really excited about seeing these guys do this. This is a marketing thing. It's a branding thing. It's trying to connect, you know, the people. That, that want fast cars to realize that we got fast cars on the racetrack. A Ford Taurus will yeah. only go so fast on the street. A Mustang, that thing hauls ass, man. I've been in them. They're fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited, man. I think Ford's going to – I think they're going to build an awesome car, and um, I'm excited. Cool. So we have an awesome surprise for our millions of door bumper clear fans. Yeah, Brett, we have been kept in suspense. What is the big surprise well we told y'all a few weeks ago about this one main sweepstakes and how everybody had the ability to win well that ended but don't worry we got more stuff we're offering up here i've got my hands on eight pairs of tickets it's two tickets it's eight winners it's 16 tickets total that's freaking eight pairs y'all know how many eight pairs is it's 16. Whoa. Whoa. That means there's eight winners. You are great at math. I did really well at math. We just talked about it on my SAT. I scored <laughs> higher on math than I did English. So, so TJ, yeah, wait. TJ, man. Yeah, wait a minute. Talk to I us. I need to know, how'd you, how did you get the tickets? Well, you don't need to worry about that. I got friends in, in high places. Yeah, I don't, I don't even want to know about this one, I to got be friends honest. in low places. I got <laughs> friends in... Dover. Some places I can't tell you about. I definitely have friends in Dover, Jason. That's a very, very valid point. So anyway, how many tickets am I giving away? You tell 16. me. 16. That's eight pairs. So, Brett, how are we going to pick from our millions of listeners? It's really easy. And and I think Casey is going to reinforce this because her voice sounds better than mine. It's it's really simple. You just have to go tweet Dirty Mo Media. You have to use the hashtag DBC, hashtag one main. You have to say why you want to go to Dover. And you can use Meet Me as an excuse. You can use Meet TJ as an excuse. You can say you want to lobby with Casey that you want to go on her bachelorette party with her. Oh, and I will mm. be at Dover, so I need to meet these people. So it's easy. Tweet Dirty Mo Media. Use hashtag DBC, hashtag one main. Say you want to go to the race and say why. I think we should call and talk to some of the winners on our next show for our fan call. Let's what about do that? that? Let's do that. What do you think, Jason? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, that would be cool to hear about how excited they're going to be. I love calling the fans. Yeah, you do love to call people. You usually pocket dial me all the time. <laughs> uh, but it's going to be really easy to win. Casey, have you been paying attention? You go tell me how dedicated our DBC fans are to come to One May Financial 200 on May the 5th. My birthday's in May. May's a great month. Oh, well, maybe we'll do a birthday party while they're there. Yeah. That would be awesome. And fire and <laughs> the ice. The whole race is his <laughs> birthday party. The whole race is your birthday. Fire and ice. We'll do birthday shots after the one main financial 200. Done. Promise? Uh, uh, we'll see. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, TJ won't even drink a beer, so he's definitely not. Here. All right. I'll do it. No uh, problem. All right. Done. Maybe. Sounds good. Go enter. Tweet yeah, Dirty Media. I can't wait to see this. Me either. I'm excited. I, this is a really cool package, man. Like, who does this? And this Dover awesome. Dover is a really cool track. It is one of my favorites. It's fun. It's fast. It's like a Bristol on steroids. And it's got a it casino. Is. Oh, best mm. part. You're, you're, uh, you love the casinos, don't you? I do. I like throwing a hard eight. <laughs> Bam. Eight to one. Done. All right. So when we pick these winners, we're going to live periscope the drawing. Jason, you're going to pick who's eligible? I'm going to put them in a hat. We're going to draw the names out. So we're going to each draw two each. Yes. You have to be able to go to the race, though. Okay. Do I get a profile pic of the ones that I draw? Like, if I don't like the way they look, can I put them back? <laughs> no, you should not do that. <laughs> it sounded fun oh, while it lasted. <laughs> Periscope on here. Next How week. many winners? Eight. Eight winners. Eight pairs. And you get to bring a ga- guest. Don't bring gas. Bring a guest. <laughs> Your SAT skills coming into use. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's going to be fun. We'll see you guys in Dover. We'll actually see you on Periscope. Uh, yeah, done. Cool. All right, let's take a break. This is the Exalta Race Center update. I'm Natalie Sather. Both Cup and Xfinity competed at Bristol Motor Speedway over the weekend. However, a rainstorm will delay the Cup race till Monday. On Saturday, Ryan Priest outran Justin Allgaier to win the Fitzgerald Glider Kits 300 Xfinity race. Fellow junior motorsports drivers Elliot Sadler finished fourth, Tyler Reddick seventh, and Michael Annette crossed the finish line in 21st. 
With laps already in the books, the Food City 500 would resume on Monday afternoon where Kyle Busch would use a move Kyle Larson had already pulled on him earlier in the race to pass him for the win at Bristol. The Junior Motorsports late model drivers were off this past weekend. This has been your Exalta Race Center update. Exalta is the official paint partner of NASCAR, developing, manufacturing, and supplying coatings to all types of vehicles and industrial applications. For more on Exalta, visit exaltacs.com. All right, guys, we're back with Fastlane. First one, five drivers have won through eight cup races in 2018. Which driver that hasn't won has surprised you guys the most? TJ. Um, who's won? You know, Let's tell the people who's won because they don't necessarily know who's won. I'll just say the four, uh, the 18. Clint um, Yeah. We can't both talk. <laughs> One of y'all pick. Are we giving names or numbers? Let's go with the four, the 18, the 14, the three, and... 78? Yeah, 78. See, is he on the top of his game this week? No, because he didn't know all five of them. I had to give him the fifth one. Close. Got to have that in here, Jason. Let's go. Who who are you surprised that hasn't won, TJ? Um... I'm actually surprised, you know, either, you know, the 22 or two hasn't, hasn't snuck in there yet. Um, we've had a lot of speed this year so far, just haven't, haven't been able to kind of get into that, into that, you know, top position. we've led a little bit, um, you know, it's just that that's the biggest surprise to me so far, you know, well, um, you know, as far as surprises that, uh, what was the question again? Who hasn't won? Who yet? Which driver hasn't won that would surprise us the most thus far into the season? Uh, Surely your 30 seconds is up. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I I knew that TJ was going to say his team because that's what he always does on this show is he has so much bias (laughs) toward his team and his drivers that Jason Jarrett and I always laugh about it on Fridays at the racetrack. Uh, I've got to say that the most surprising person I had one for me is Denny Hamlin. And I watch him and know that he's in a really fast, you know, car. I look at who his teammates are, and it's like he's got to really step up and be the A-minus guy. We know how good Kyle Busch is, but Matt Kenseth is gone. Carl Edwards is gone. Denny's got to be the man over there. And he's got a great big contract, and he's got to be winning races. Yeah, that – see, the uh, – Denny doesn't surprise me that much because he normally – he runs good at Daytona, and then he normally just kind of doesn't really – I don't know. He'll he'll get real hot at some point later, you know, in the mid part of the season. But he's he's a little hot or cold. Um, I don't think he, he. I don't know. I mean, he didn't run as good at Martinsville as I as I thought he would. Um, but yeah, ding, ding, ding. We're dinging ourselves. Richmond Spring Race is back under the lights this weekend. Do you prefer day or night racing here, at Richmond? Man, I just want to race, and I want to do it on a Saturday because it's a short track, and I think we do some of these these races at night on these big tracks, and it screws up the product. I think when we run a race at night on a short track, it doesn't have a huge impact on the surface and on the tire, and it doesn't necessarily put on a better or worse race because we're at night. I think we all grew up doing short track racing at night on a Saturday night. It gives us an opportunity to have a Sunday off. It gives us an opportunity to race in prime time. You know, I think we've missed a couple things here and there on these Monday races, not running them in prime time when when mother nature was setting us up for it but i'm all for running it at night on saturdays yeah i think i, I don't mind a day race i'm okay running a saturday at richmond you know we could even run the city race saturday or friday night come in start a normal one o'clock two o'clock um even a midday race uh you know three thirty ish start on saturday would be okay with me off the wall topic. Oh, this is disgusting. A restaurant in Durham, North Carolina is offering a burger topped with a tarantula for $30 and customers who finish it get a t-shirt. That's it? Yeah, a t-shirt? I was really surprised by that. Would you accept this <laughs> challenge? TJ. There's a tarantula I would cooked. Not, I would not. Yeah, it's dead. Spider. It's dead. Ooh. Cooked. The tarantula's dead. Yep. Is it cooked. poisonous? Yeah. I don't think so. They're eating I it. Because they're venomous. Yeah. Okay, I assume but, not. But that doesn't mean they devenomize it. Is that the word? Oh my de- god! De- yeah. <laughs> there is no way in hell okay. to devenomize. So yeah. So the to, to the tarantula is dead, TJ. We don't think it's poisonous. We know it's venomous, however, but it can't bite you because it's dead. So would you eat it? I mean, I'm not eating it. No, I'm not eating no burger with a with a with a dead spider in it. I'm I'm not eating it. If they would dress it, I would eat it. What? Yeah. Like if they would go in and take out all the because. Spiders eat bugs. So that means like 
in their intestines and whatever. There's a lot of bad it stuff. It has a lot of but hair But if there's on actual it. meat on the spider, I would eat the meat, but I'm not eating those hairy legs and no. Nah. What, 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 how much meat do you think is going to be on a spider? I hope not, I hope not much because I'm saying I'll eat it. Ooh, <laughs> disgusting. Well, you put a bunch of mayonnaise on it. You won't ever taste it. <laughs> so wait a minute. If we can get them deliver one. Oh, it? it's only in Durham. We can make yeah, this happen. Too far. Exactly. Yeah. Get y'all figure out how to dissect it. Get the meat out of it. Put a bunch of mayonnaise on it. I'll eat it. We will talk to this restaurant. I ain't scared, but I can't. Hey, so I don't think I can what buy if we hairy just legs. Cut off, what if we just cut off the body and put the legs and everything else in there? Remember, nah, man. I, I don't <laughs> like hairy legs. Remember my sixth grade teacher last week? I we told you about. We can shave it. <laughs> You're backtracking here. <laughs> I'll eat the meat. I said I'd eat the meat if there's any meat but on the spider. But is there meat on I it? No, I'm not a spider person. Oh, all right, whatever. Um, ask DBC. <laughs> Producer Jason, thank you for selecting some good questions. Of course. We uh, don't know that they're good yet. We ain't read them. I read them. I think oh, they're good. Good job, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Our boy Cornwood asks, when Kyle Bush and other and Wow. Inevitably. Inevitably reaches Hooked on two, phonics. Works for me. 200 combined wins in cup, Xfinity, and truck. How will it be viewed in the garage, and how should it be viewed? TJ, did you get that? Yeah. I think everybody already knows um, Kyle's talents. Um, uh, you know, I, I think I think everybody – I don't think having 199, 200, or 250 is going to change how everybody looks at Kyle. Everybody knows Kyle can go get in a, a Formula One car, an Indy car, anything, and he's going to be fast. So I think Kyle's – I don't think he needs a number count to prove his ability. I think we all know Kyle Busch is a, is a really great talent. And uh, to me, you know, I don't – it's just a number. Yeah, he just won his 45th cup race, seventh at Bristol. Uh, he and Jimmy and, and Harvick are tied for the most cup races in the last five years. That's 17 wins. His last six finishes, second, second, third, second, first, first. I got those stats from our buddy Jeff Gluck's Twitter uh, on the show, on the, on the Twitter last night. And I was reading that, and I was like, wow, how, how good is this guy? And I think TJ makes a very valid point. However... Kyle is a very goal-oriented person, and he set this goal for himself. So for him to go out here and accomplish 200 combined wins in NASCAR, which we think he'll accomplish, but let's not get ahead yeah. of ourselves yet. He's still got to win a lot more races. So, And these things aren't getting any yeah. easier to win by any means. So do I think he'll get to 200 if he stays healthy? And depending on how the NASCAR rules play out, absolutely. But, you know, we're, we're talking about an era where it's hard to win – and I think TJ hit the nail on the head with, you know, he's he's an awesome race car driver. He's a Hall of Fame guy. He's a champion. You know, all of none of that's going to change yeah. whether he gets a two hundred or not. But he's also a goal oriented guy, and you got to give him props for that because, yeah. you know, if you don't set goals, you don't you can't measure your success. And I've been around people who are really good at setting goals and working toward them, and people who are kind of just flounderers. And those flounderers don't do what those other people do. Flounderers, yeah, flounderers, what? flounderers. Never heard of that. Yeah, I don't Make, that happened. Google it. It's got to be a word. It is now. All right. Well, no name I nine asks if a spider gets sick right before or during a race, who would be the first off the bench to replace them if they were not able to spot? TJ, you got a backup uh, spotter? Uh, actually, we have a handful of guys that are capable of doing it. Um. Uh, in management roles and stuff at, at Penske, we've got we've got a lot of really talented guys that can that can spot. Um, we, it, one of them will be I think I want they'll end up using um, I'll use one of them in Indy probably in the Glen and stuff. But we have we have a lot of people there that can you know come up and fill in for a race. Um, you know it, it's a very rare okay, circumstance that it happens, but I, you know we definitely have enough people and we have the right people in place to you know if something were to happen to me or, or you know another guy up there on our team that they could be filled. I guess this is a responsibility that we ultimately put on ourselves, but we don't miss races. I've missed two races in twenty years, and I've had three kids born, and then those <clears> two races that I missed where when my kids were born and it wasn't, you know, on an off weekend or during a, during a winter break yeah. or whatever. So um, I missed a lot of funerals. I missed a lot of weddings. I missed a lot of fun yep. parties. 
And I and, and and that's my that's my choice. You know, I've never gone to management and said, "Hey, can I miss this race because of this family obligation?" Now, as my kids get older, they graduate mm-hmm. from high school and college, I'm going to certainly do that. Uh, but but I've never wanted to be the guy that said, "Hey, I committed to you for 40 weeks, and I'm asking you to let me out for one week so I can do this on my personal time." And and I don't know what people think about that. I don't really care because that's the decision that I've made to my team and to my career. And and at the end of the day, man, you don't ever know when somebody might come in and do a better job than you. You know what I mean? So uh, I, I'm, uh, I, I certainly think I'm one of the best spotters out there. I don't think you can get to be a cup spotter thinking that you suck, if that right. makes sense. But at the same time, you know, I don't think about a replacement spotter. I don't think about a sub spotter. I did have a migraine one year at Kentucky right before a truck race. We've been on the roof for 14 hours, and I had a migraine. And when I get migraines, I get those little uh, funky spots in my eyes. Yeah. And and uh, I forget what they're called. <clears throat> but I had Billy O, who's a good friend of mine who wasn't uh, doing a truck that night, standing to do a truck race. And I stepped aside because – is truck a priority? Yes, but Xfinity is a little bit higher priority. You know, it's a little bigger series, paying a little more money. Cup's a huge priority because it pays a hell of a lot of money. So you have to step back and go, hey, this truck race is important, but I got a guy that can come in and sub for me. And so I think to answer this guy's question, the first people you look to are your friends on the roof that you know are capable. I think TJ said that he had talented people at Penske, and that's awesome. I think it's cool that he said they had to be talented to come take his spot. But if they've not been spotting in years, they're going to not be as, as on point as what we are when we're doing it every week. Interesting. Yeah, you don't, you don't, you just don't miss races. Um, like he said, you don't, you know, we've missed weddings, funerals, lots of things. You just don't miss them. Um, you know, the only I've missed what I miss about three or four races when I the, okay, I wasn't yeah, the only yeah. time you miss is when you you physically or you can't make it or you can't do it. Yeah, so, TJ had gut rot. His uh, intestines were messed up. Like that's how extreme it has to be. To yeah, you're, when you're in the hospital, when you're in the hospital and you can't go, <laughs> it's a different story. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a lifestyle career. All right, HRM three twenty six asks: My girlfriend broke up with me recently. Any good breakup stories? For me, <laughs> I never got broke up with. <laughs> I don't know if I should take that seriously. <laughs> Who would dump me, Casey? Really? You got any good breakup stories? Y'all are uh, psycho. No, as, yeah. Girls are psycho as hell. No, Casey, actually, Casey, this is your territory. Just my so you know, territory. This is Where's yes. Natalie? We need Natalie down here. She's, yeah, Natalie would have some good ones. She's got um, tons of breakups. Gosh, I don't that know. That could be its own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. JRM, we should get a JRM 360 and call all her exes. It would take like three days to do the show, but she's going to kill me when she hears oh, this. Oh, she is. Yeah. Sorry, Natalie. Real How many sorry. exes do you think she has? All her, all her exes live in all 50 she, states. No, she does not. <laughs> Stop. Remember you that were, song? All my, my exes <laughs> live in Texas. She's like, all my exes live in all over the world. Oh, that is not true yeah. at all. I know her. I mean, uh... <laughs> well, what about you well, guys? Have you broken up with a girl? She bought a prom dress and then I dumped her. What? Yeah. That's mean. You know how many people? Like, I didn't tell her I was taking her to the prom. Oh. What? Was that, was that in Pageland? <laughs> yep. Mount Crogan. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, her mom thought I was taking her to the prom, so she went and bought a prom dress. And I was like, "Who's? What's that for?" She's like, "So you didn't ask her." She's like, "The prom," and I was like, you "Were you me to the prom? Were you dating her at the time?" <laughs> I'm about to break up with you. Oh, you were dating her, so she would expect. I didn't it. ask her to the prom. If you're dating, it's like a given. It's not like you're going to go ask somebody else if you're not dating I hope her. She got her money back for that dress because it was like a thousand bucks. Oh, and Paige, I really, I really feel like Natalie should have been here for this question because this could have been a good one. Maybe we'll ask it again next week and we'll tell her this. Yeah, same. Jason, can you just can you we'll repeat this it. one next week and we, yeah. we yeah. call Natalie down? <laughs> we'll save it. This could be, yeah, this could be a good one. All right, so whoever asked this question, stay tuned. Yeah, good question. Yeah, yeah that was a really good one. Sorry for. I hope it's not horrible. Well, I hope he's not heartbroken. I know. I know. Sorry, HRM. Hope you're feeling okay. We don't yeah. know if HRM's a guy or a girl. It's a guy. It's a guy? You looked him up? I was. Does he, is he kind of hot? I didn't look at the picture. I just saw his profile. Because <laughs> we can hook you up, dude. If you're oh. coming, Tell me when you're coming to a race. We'll get you a tweet up. We'll slide your number out on the Twitter. We can, we can get you a date. We can. They've had, or, or broke no, Or dumped again. They've <laughs> had a date set up with Kristen last time, last year, right? Yeah. We got we got Kristen on our own website, KristenMingle.com. And then she got and then she's waiting to get engaged. 
I could see her being psycho if you broke up with her. No, what are you talking about? I could see all girls being psycho. I mean, we all have our moments. You I'm, damn I'll right. admit it. Y'all's hormone levels are wow. It's like short track All racing right. and plate sorry, racing. Sorry, not sorry. Road course All right, DBC picks. Time. We're not there yeah. yet. I got a rant. Yeah, we are. Hurry up, I'm babysitting. All right, I got to tell y'all something. I saw the dumbest <laughs> I've ever seen on Twitter this week. We had people tweeting saying that we should not have started the cup race on Sunday. So you're sitting there, and you're a fan in the stands. The track is dry. It's not raining. We don't know when it's going to rain. We don't know how long it's going to rain when it starts raining. But people insinuated – and we almost got to halfway, and people say, well, you shouldn't start the race unless you're going to get the whole thing in. Did we think we would even get to halfway in Atlanta? I didn't. We ran the whole race. We don't know what the weather is going to do, especially in the mountains. Mountains make moisture dissipate. These people that are saying we should not have started the race while the race is sitting there dry, and we ran for almost two hours, we had rain delays and we had Trevor Bain delays. And if it had not been for Trevor Bain delays, we would have made it to halfway. So, And, and the fans that paid to be there deserve it. I realize our stands weren't as full as normal, but with a forecast like we had, there's no wonder. It was 100% chance of rain. It wasn't raining. We did the right thing. NASCAR did the right thing. And if you thought we shouldn't have started that race, you honest to God need a new IQ. You need a new personality. <laughs> you need a lot. Yeah, that uh, you know, man, NASCAR did a phenomenal job of getting that track ready every time they could to get the most laps in, and we almost got to halfway on uh, this get the race day Sunday, which everybody thought was going to be a complete washout. We almost got halfway, so you know, kudos to them for you know getting everything done, and they they've been great. They've been great about you know knowing when it's time to call it and stuff. So I think they're I think they're doing a phenomenal job. I agree. And the people that said, don't shut the start of this race, not going to get the whole thing in. Dude, you know how pissed off I'd be if I'd have spent $140 on a ticket and I'm sitting in the stands <laughs> and I've spent $299 to stay in a sleep in right down and the road. And you're sitting in the rain. And I'm, and I'm sitting here and it's dry. And, and you say, well, we're not going to start the race because it might rain. No, shit, it might rain. But it's yeah. not raining. Go. And you go. And we did. Yeah. So, yeah. come on, people. They did everything perfect. Pissed off one dude on the Twitter because I told him the STFU because he kept coming back with all these excuses. And I'm like, dude, stop tweeting me. You're an idiot. Did you block him? I didn't block him. I know. I didn't so, block him because I like the guy. But to me, <laughs> all's I hear, all's I see is Brett logging out of one account, logging another <laughs> I don't have a one account, though. <laughs> I ain't that smart. <laughs> All right, DBC picks. I'm up, Richmond. I said this guy needs to do better, and I'm going to pick him to do better this weekend. TJ kicked it. my ass last weekend because my guy got Hamlin. in a wreck. Go ahead and pick Denny. I got Denny, the hitman Hamlin it. at Richmond. His home track, Chesterfield, Virginia boy. Uh, well, Grew up cutting his teeth south side. I'm going to keep talking because TJ needs time to pick his. Takes him an hour. I mean, you're swinging for the fence right here. Holla. So, I mean – that was gonna be my pick, but since <laughs> I wanna was. I wanna keep a uh, I wanna keep a heads up on you, I'm gonna go with uh, Happy Harvick. Hey, that's a Ooh, good pick. That's strong. He's the I man. Mean, I'm looking I'm looking to keep this lead, man. You've already used Harvick, and I haven't. So I think that's a brilliant I, choice. Uh, I've got a good pick. I don't want to throw it all away yet, so I need to keep ahead. All right. Well, it's uh, it's been a fun show. Casey has a call in seven minutes. We appreciate her taking the time out of her busy. Tuesday. I know it. I'm so sorry. To join us on this show. <laughs> At least I'm, I'm here. I'm going to go heat up a bottle. All right. Heat it up, dog. Tell- <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Thanks, Thanks everybody. Thanks, right. my main. Yeah. Thank you and, and Exalta, of course, for the studio as well. We're out. Holla. You've been listening to Door Bumper Clear, brought to you by One Main. For updates on Elliot Sadler and the number one junior motorsports team, go to OneMainRacing.com. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 